0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode forty of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein.
1: I am Randall Slate.
0: And and uh, we had to get look if we're gonna talk about boners the entire time, which we're clearly gonna do. Talking about Caden's Reapers, we we got to get Derek Trackware, and and we did. Derek, how's it going, man? Of
2: course, You're
0: doing pretty good. How are you all doing? Uh, really good. Um, we're gonna be with you in just a second. We just want to talk about all the tournaments that are coming up, and then uh, and then we'll get moving talking about Canes Reapers. Uh, but first, the corkboard over here. All right, so we have the portal going on Manchester, Connecticut. That's on September 11th at 12 p.m. I was gonna go to that, then I was gonna not go to that, and then I found that Stephen France is going, and now I'm like, oh, now I gotta go. So I think I'm gonna go. Brand, uh, are you coming with me to that one hell yeah all right let's do that one all right on the same day we have the gigabytes cafe in marietta georgia that's the crit def crew that's on the same day uh september 11th but that's at 9 a.m apparently they like to get started early in georgia um we don't do that up here in the northeast we we wait until after coffee Um, So there you go. The Du Bois GT is still on. Uh, That's going to be November 12th and 13th. That's in Henrietta, New York. That's, uh, again, you go to DuBoisGT.com. That's D-A-B-O-Y-Z-G-T.com. LVO is still going on January 28th through 30th, 2022. Uh, The Battle for Salvation 40K GT is happening right up the street from us. October ninth. So if you're a forty K player, Randall, you, 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 you're you're dealing with that? What's going on there?
1: Uh well yeah, that's a two day GT uh with all the newest rules regarding terrain and list building and everything like that. And it's you know, one of the more popular uh forty K GTs on the East Coast and That's giant. You we and and the thing is about the bfs gt is it it's not really like the biggest tournament of the year but it has some extremely good play all the really good players from around the country and sometimes from canada and europe show up at that so if you're looking for some hefty competition in 40k you should definitely go to that
0: the the bfs 40k gt is so such a good event that you'll get people from Europe coming to Nyack, New York. Yeah, Ni- to play <laughs> in, the, in the in the in the top floor of the mall.
1: Yep. And yep, they're like, oh, we have to it. go to
0: that. Exactly. It's not even like in a hotel. It's like next to an ice rink. Yeah. And like people will go there and they're like, oh, we have to go to this. Uh no, no underworlds at that one. they but uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. This is fine. Uh, and, uh, Derek, you got something going up there in Calgary? Yeah.
2: Up in Calgary on September 11th at 10 AM. Uh, we are Popular having Bay. our official return to the underworld's event at Eastridge games.
0: Cool. What time does that start? 10 AM. 10 AM. There you go, everybody. So if you are in the vicinity of any of those events, you should consider getting involved. All right. How you doing Derek? I've been
2: doing really well. How about yourselves?
0: Good. Um, so we 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 did the biography last time you were on the show, uh, when we did the uh, who, who was it, the spoilers? Yes, with you, right? And uh, by the way, still our most popular episode ever. Just so that you know, just Woo-hoo! by 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 total downloads. So we're
1: gonna beat it th- with this episode, right? We're gonna beat that episode, <laughs> right, Derek? I think I'm really going big on- on beating myself off. So oh, I good.
0: think yeah. there's gonna be a lot of beating it at the end of this. Yeah. yeah um and uh yeah so so we're not gonna do a biography but just you know how's it going derek yeah how's uh how's the canadian what do you guys call yourself the Cunties
2: uh the calgary union of Nightfall tier one shades by our homies and since uh the last time i've been on here we did have our grand clash back in last october right. so almost a year ago uh yeah. it was really awesome seeing uh team day night robbery uh come from london ontario uh so shout out to josh and tristan and everybody there and after, one of the really interesting things that resulted from that was we put together the canadian league of first tier Shadespire.
0: the oh canadian oh F-T-S, Cloths.
2: The, the... If you use that one as an I. We we use numbers up here. But uh, anyway, so... Yeah, we, so we've put together that. And so Team Canada, our goal is to be a force to be reckoned with uh, wherever we show up in the tournament scene. Uh, Along with that, our covid restrictions started to get uh released or or withdrawn at the start of summer uh which has been nice because i've been able to get out uh i'm as you might know i'm big into live action role playing uh so my blood bowl mm. LARP has been going really strong all year
0: blood bowl blood bowl larping what like playing rugby
2: yeah, playing rugby uh, in the uh, for the Alberta Cup. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody <laughs> on that pitch just pretends to be an ogre and a troll or a speedy elf. Uh, so
0: it, I, I thought that's it's what you were really talking about. Okay, cool. All right, so it sounds like a lot's been going on with you, and that's good. Uh, but let's get into the let's get into this underworld stuff. Um, so we have you on because again. We're gonna make a lot of boner jokes, and uh, we, we we needed you, so uh, let's talk about Kanan's Reapers. Um, just first of all, I, I like this warband. I played a lot, and you, you gave me one of your uh, one of your lists, and I was trying that one out, and it was a lot of fun to play, and they're a really interesting warband. And so let, let's let's get started and talk about them. Getting started with these uh, these fighter cards. Okay, so we're gonna start with Mere Kanan who is as uh as 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 has been described a unit. He's a scary dude. Um yeah, he's big and scary and he's got all these little little boner friends. Okay. So Mir Kanan is a level one wizard and don't forget that because I played against somebody with your uh Lost Pages build and la- they like they, they like messaged me after we played the game and and they're like, wait a minute <laughs> Like, how do you score <laughs> Lost Pages? I'm like, he's a wizard. Like Harry Potter.
2: He is a, a wizard. Figure.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Samir so Kane is a level one wizard. And just has some crazy stuff going on here. Okay, so so we have a a range two, two smash, three damage off the bat. Which we have not seen a whole heck of a lot of in this season. And that's a Soul Reaper axe. And they, he also has a Scything off the bat. One range, two smash, two damage. That is, that's a lot to start. And a 3 one six bottom slash line on, on, uh, on shields. Just a lot of power to start. Has two things in the text. Um, so we're going to kind of bounce over to uh, Binar Kenta's one, because that's where it talks about the bone tithing. So this is a, a new mechanic called the Bone Tithe, and it says after an enemy fighter is taken out of action, gain one tithe counter. If that fighter had a wound characteristic of four plus, gain two tithe counters. Instead, only one fighter can use this ability each time a fighter is taken out of action. So that means that if Kenta and Kanan are both on the field when something dies, only one of them can use it. Right. But
2: so one thing uh, to make yeah. sure that everybody is clear on when it comes to the bone titty is that when that gets scored, it does go to your entire team. Uh yes. so in the case of if you've been stacking it and you lose binarcanta, then because Mirkanen is still there, you still have those titty counters. The same works if your Kanan goes down and you still have War Kenta. Uh, you stack up your three Bone Titi counters, and then you're able to inspire your entire team.
0: Right. Um, I Right. So when you get to the ins- inspiration, which is you have to have three or more of the Tithe counters, uh, the, everybody inspires. So as so, you have to have Kanan and K- or Kenta but not necessarily both on the field to get them inspired. But those tithe counters really only help Kanan because Kanan has the uh, second little piece of text over here that's called Invigorated. And it says at the start of this fighter's activation, you can discard two tithe counters. And if you do, you pick one modifier to apply until the end of the activation, either plus one move or the Soul Reaper, Reaper Axe, which is the big attack, has Either plus one dice if you're looking for accuracy or plus one damage if you're looking for damage. Okay. Now, how are you playing with these bone tithes when you play them? Right, is it really important to get these guys um, inspired or is it better to use it for the uh, to, for the invigorated to get a little bit of a stronger attack or is it completely situational?
2: Uh, I would say it's completely situational. One of the biggest things about uh, this team is that whether you're just going straight on with Mere Kanin or you're trying to use your Brotex for whatever they need, uh, using those bone titties at the, the most advantageous point. So don't be afraid uh, to spend them, even if it might mean that you're delaying your Inspire. Or if it means that you're going to be able to pump your guys up as quick as possible, so it's uh, this team is so is, is so flex uh, the entire way through that it's going to be a case by case by case basis.
0: Okay, so it basically, pilots call. Exactly. All right, cool. Um, when Kenan becomes inspired, if you have those three counters and he's still on the table yikes he gains a lot actually the soul reaper axe goes up to four damage which we had not seen i think since malog right
2: i i think so too yeah
0: and then geez and then the, his scything attack is way better than Malog's scyther scything attack because i think malog goes up to like three on swords uh for two damage and uh canaan goes up to three on hammers yeah, having damage. hammers
1: on a scything attack is pretty insane. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's insane. And then also goes up to two uh two block. Now, um now Derek, you and I were talking about this, um how sometimes the scything attack is the better one to go for just because it's more accurate. So That's if right. you're yeah. No, That's
2: right, especially in uh, this meta where we've seen a lot more times that people are trying to stack up uh, their defensive stats, whether it's uh, going on guard or having ploys or other effects that keep you on guard, or just getting extra defense dice or rerolls for that. Being able to overpower it first off by getting engorged uh, with the titty counters, or using that range one uh, rake and swing attack is just such a huge bonus and it, it shouldn't be something that uh, you should forget about
0: right and uh, it, but but don't forget the the plus one dice or the plus one damage doesn't apply to the scything attack it can only be a, uh, to the to the range two soul reaper axe attack
2: that is correct but,
0: yes yeah but uh but three and eight hammers <laughs> i mean some I, I even without the siding it might be better to go with uh you know with a three hammer two two smash attack is really strong um so there you go that's so that's Kanan, and he, yeah he's 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 just a big boner he does and have six health have, he
1: does start with six health right so, so you have and to then be, he, and then he yeah. has a lot of little guys that you know have way less health so they do give up a lot of points if you end up getting like wiped out or close to it
0: that's true all right so let's move on and talk about his lieutenant binarkenta and uh binarkenta has a nadrite halberd which is a two range two smash two damage attack which is great starting stats and also has something called nadrite and we'll get to that in a second. Has a 313 bottom slash line to begin with. Has the bone tithe thing, and the nadrite thing, which we will talk about in a minute. Kenta also picks up a uh, cleave when he's inspired, and that's it. Just cleave. Just picks up cleave when he's inspired. Um, let's talk about this nadrite thing though. Uh, you have to go over to uh, Rod Carew to see what that's uh, what that stuff is. But on. Uh, on Karu's card, it says Nadrite is a plus one damage if the attack roll contains any single supports, and if there is one surviving friendly supporting Mortech. Uh, everybody in the warband is a Mortech except for the leader. If it contains any single supports and or double supports, and there are two or more friendly supporting fighters, you'd also get that plus one damage. But I think it only ever goes up by plus one, right?
2: That's correct. It's yeah. not.
0: It's not one per roll of it of it, or it's and it's not one per like if you have two more techs around the same guy and you attack with Bin or Kenta, and you roll a single support and a double support, you don't get plus two. It's only ever plus one. There you go. You got it. Either ha- it either happens or it doesn't. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, so what are we doing with Binar Kento over here? Anything in particular that you think is interesting?
2: So Kenta, he is a bro tech, uh, but he's, he's more like the professor. He's going to be the one that, that you use to direct the rest of your team. Uh, his range to attack, and especially once it has cleave, is going to be very important. But one thing that, that I think we should almost jump to at this point is the special rule on Hawkor, which is bro tech advance. Uh, so okay. that's a reaction. Okay. Yeah. After this fighter's move action, choose one friendly BroTech that has no move or charge tokens. That chosen fighter makes a move action that must end adjacent to this fighter. Now, the reason why it's sort of important to mention it now is because Kenta does not have BroTech advance.
1: Right, he does. Only
2: doesn't. all the other bros. Mm. So he has to be the last bro in your BroTech shuffle. You can move uh, Karu, and then Senha, and then Hawkor as a reaction, 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 but as soon as you get to Kenta, you're not able to uh, advance any of the other bros up. Okay. Wait, wait, so the main stops with progress.
1: him, you're saying? That's correct.
0: Wait, can you stack them like yes, that? Yes, you can, because, my friend. It's a, but it's a reaction after oh. the fighters move action, so that guy, oh, then the next guy moves... And then, cool. new, and then a there's a new, and then there's a new reaction window.
1: Yeah. there's another person he's... making a move action.
0: Oh, I was not, I was not doing that. I thought you could only do one per move. So like you would move hardcore and then Senha with them, and then on the next activation you'd move Carew and then Kenta would go with them.
2: Is that how you're doing it? When you That's were doing how it I wrong? was playing it because I thought oh, that that's I see.
0: yeah, I thought that's how you had to do it. But no, you're saying all move in all five one. five of them. Really? As long as, but they have to be able to land next to each other. That's correct. Interesting. I did not catch that. Okay, so that's that's actually better than I thought.
2: It's like Christmas for boners.
0: I, I sure for boners. All right. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like a it's like a boner party.
2: So one of the march of the,
0: march of the boners.
2: Yeah. One of the boner eat,
0: boner uh, parade.
2: One of the very effective uh, first moves that you can make is run, uh, say, Senha onto a Brojective and then use that BroTech advance uh, to get Hawkor and then Karu and have Kenta uh, chain through so that your objectives that are two hexes away from each other are now both occupied uh, with Right.
0: Your ah, Interesting.
2: So this was great uh you know before rotation hits for season five, where you could score scrum or hidden purpose yeah. right off the first yeah. activation.
0: Yeah, I was doing it in two separate activations like a dummy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and also like you, you also had this other card, the one what's well we'll get to it when we get to it. It's the one where like the three Brotex are like sitting next to each other. And I'm like, this is really hard to score. But it's like, yes, when you do it stupidly. Okay. So, uh anyway, so Kenta cannot he he cannot start the chain, but the other guys can start the chain.
2: Yeah, Kenta uh, has to end the chain.
0: Kenta has to end it. Okay. Yeah. Um all right. So then we have uh speaking of the Brotex or they they're really called Mortex, so we're going to say the real name one time. Um but but it but Derek is will insist on calling them Brotex. So just like that's what he means. Um, so we have Carew, Rod Carew, who uh, has also a nadrite weapon. It looks like a club. It's actually called the nadrite club. It is a one range, two smash, one damage, and has a 3-1-2 bottom slash line, has the more tech advance, and has the nadrite. When he it inspires, he'll gain a, a decent amount of stuff, actually. He gains a knockback gains uh, damage and also gains a an extra defense die roll so that's two on shields which is pretty good then you have senha who is uh more of like a knife and shield guy and he's got the nadrite blade which is a uh, a one range two smash one damage with that same three one two bottom slash line on shields everybody's on shields here we got the more advance we have the nadrite will go to g- gains a decent amount too uh gets a 3 uh actually gets a uh, riptooth's old uh attack profile which is uh 3 on swords and 2 damage and also gains an extra shield uh die when he's on defense then we have uh hardcore um you know it's that thing where you like jump around on like park furniture no all right not funny no i'll cut that one out all right he's got something called a soul cleaver great blade and that is a pretty good right off the bat actually one damage two smash two sorry one range two smash two damage uh gains cleave three one two bottom slash line doesn't change has more tech advance
2: but he does not have Nadra. He does
0: not have the Nadra What's important. going on there? So
2: it's because well, he, his, he his sword is just like Katana. He has my back. His sword captures the souls of his victims. Uh, Hawkor really is the professional of this group. He's going to be the guy that gets the work done.
0: Really? Well, he gains cleave, and he's already hitting a two to start. So, I mean, I don't know if he really needs the Nadra quite as much as the other guys do who need to, like, inspire before they can hit harder. He just, he starts out at two, so. All right, yeah, yeah. And then we have, uh, Noam, I just met him.
2: <gasps> nah.
0: Yeah, that was also not funny, but a little bit cleaner. Uh, he's a Mortech and a Hunter. Okay. He has a bow, and therefore has, he is a Hunter. Has, I guess, though, so. that's kind of need. Despite being a skeleton. Right. So, a Nadrite bow. So, it does have Nadrite. Uh, and it's a it's a decent attack. It's better than the stupid, uh, bo- you know, what is his name? Uh, stick It? No, no, no. What's his name? Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa,
1: whoa. You're not going to disrespect Stick It.
0: No, no, not Stick It. Not that guy. No, who is his name? Dak- the Sharp Sticker. Daco. That's where I was thinking. Right. So it it's better than Dako, who has like a three range, two fury, one damage. And I don't think it gets any better. Oh, no, it goes up to like three. But um, he starts with two. His bow is a three range, two smash, one damage with the nadrite upgrade. And then when he gets inspired, it goes up to a three smash on the bow. Uh, bottom slash line is three, one, two. So all the more tech start on three, one, two. And uh has the tech advance and has the nadrite so um it's a really interesting like native attacks, really interesting profiles um it, it's a lot of damage to chew through. what is it it's like uh let's see it's 9, 11, 13, uh 15, 17 damage, you know, like
1: yeah, and they're all on shields, so it's not even as shields right to go through, yeah.
0: Exactly. All right. So there you go. And, and some of them go up to two right.
1: shields when they're inspired.
0: As some of them do. Yeah, that's right. The guys with the shields that that ha- that are literally holding a shield—they're right. the ones that go up to
1: shields. If you're holding a shield, you defend on shields, and if you have a bow, you're a hunter. That's that's how this game works. There you go.
0: Yeah, it's all t- it's all top down. You know that. Yep. All right. So cool. Um. So any anything you want to mention, Derek? Before we move on.
2: Well. Really just how to play them. Uh, the the big thing to mention, especially with BroTech Advance, when you have Karu and Senha, you're often going to want to make sure that they end up on your Uh You're going to need to make sure that when you inspire your team, uh, that two shield just makes them really hard to mm. knock off of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, where whereas Hawkor as your professional he's going to be coming in making some some very uh large swings with his sword and Nohim who is a celebrity uh he's going to be making a lot of good shots and you you would be surprised how many times you charge Nohim up and then use brotech advance to get a very cheeky support even though Nohim's at range.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, you can have him from like 2 away and get another guy closer. Um, and he can still shoot it. I, I, I think that there's just a lot of, a lot of depth and dimension to this group. And like, everybody kind of brings a little bit, it's a very well-designed group, to be honest with you. Um, very, and very interesting. All right. So, so, so Derek, uh, we were talking about the different, you know, possible ways to build them out. Um, and we're considering stuff that's, you know, uh, you know, stuff that's, that, that still includes, uh, season f- three stuff. We're including stuff that doesn't include season three stuff and maybe is ready for season five stuff. Um, let's talk about it. So, so the first one, which is the one that you, you, you gave to me and I was playing a little bit and it's the one that I, I have the most, uh, personally I have the most experience with is a lost pages build.
2: Oh, uh,
0: well, I have just-
2: a lot of. Sorry, so so I had a lot of fun with this, and uh, originally piloted it into uh, one of the big online vassal clashes, and I was quite proud that it made it to the finals, uh, lost mm-hmm. to Tommy Convoy. So congrats to him on that one.
0: Yeah, but that's not because your deck was bad; it's because you played Tommy Convoy.
2: That that would be the case. Yeah, that is definitely uh, the case. Now the the big thing about the lost pages is that it it's the epitome of flex, which Chasm was really going for. Uh, you would have the quick surges like Scrum, like Hidden Purpose, that your little bros will be able to score for you. And then by putting in three or four lost pages, uh, you, you're able to get that big three glory swing at the end. In the meantime, uh, things like Martial Mage and Savage Exemplar were great uh, because Kanan mm. uh, would be able to run around, get some kills. Uh when, when the Vassal Clash was going, we still had Ferocious Resistance, which is right. uh, Forsaken Cardinal, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was able to heal and deserve confidence. So he he was uh, really a, a very strong Voltron in his own right, but then was also scoring glory at the end, making kills, and getting that easy search glory with your little ropes.
0: Yeah, and, and Yara's Instant Shield is nothing to be sneezed at when you have two um, when you have two defense dice so uh that was even useful and also it gives them a little bit extra range because the other the other two lost pages like you are like range attacks so it, it actually adds a few dimensions to what you're able to do uh when i played him i was able to on about two or three occasions get every single upgrade on him
2: and that just makes nagash happy
0: and it's just it's so much fun like when you could do something like that like that was i remember playing against uh against uh chris uh, Williger, who's uh, in in our meta and uh, is a recent player, but he's but he's but he's good. and uh, I just remember getting that on there and be like, oh, this is what i this is why I like this game because you can do weird stuff like this, And I'm just like, ten cards out, all beautiful, all right, so the lost page build, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, we we actually when we get to our whip out your deck section. um and uh, what about uh, you also talked about Brotech aggro where your aggro is. Concentrated on the Little More Tech guys.
2: That's right. So uh, one of the really neat design spaces that uh, this release took was there's a lot of Brotech-centric upgrades employs. employees. Uh, these are ones that are specifically designed uh, for either Kanta or or One of them to use, but Kanan isn't able to do that. So what you would use is take those Brotech-specific uh, uh, upgrade cards put them on your boys, send them in, they're able to do quite a bit of damage before your opponent can chew through them, and then with that extra glory, uh, you have Kanan come in, because remember, he's not a bro tech, so he's not mm. going to be on the front line, but he is right. an honor bro rare. so he's able to come and finish off the game. Absolutely, in
0: a- yeah, and uh, you call that cuddle boners?
2: Uh, that was the original uh title to this one because when you have so just your your little uh Senha coming up and all of a sudden there's two other uh bro techs surrounding uh your target, uh that that makes everybody happy and engorged.
0: Just a but it just a bunch of little boners get it all started and then a giant boner finishes it off as as you, one you, does. You need
1: to stop. We're gonna throw <laughs> we're gonna throw you in the we're gonna throw you into the brocian pretty soon.
0: Oh, oh, my God. oh that was so good, right? Yeah so good. All right. so Maybe good that be- bro. The next one is is when the the aggro is concentrated on canon on the big guy. Um so uh you, you said this might be better as like a season five starts It might be like kind of like an early Um, like Voltroning, you know, in in the new season. So uh, tell us about uh, this one in particular.
2: That's right. So the the Kanan Egg Bro is really when you have all uh, your upgrades, they will still go on Kanan, and you're going to use your uh, Brotex to sit on those projectives. But once you get uh, Kanan stacked up more and more and more, uh, you're going to find that he's almost impossible to take down. Now, the the big thing that you need to watch for is because it still will take you a little while to get him inspired, to get him tooled up, uh, you need to worry about that very super fast aggro. So it's very much a balancing act. You you can't uh, just throw Kanan up there and think he's going to be able to uh, take down everything that comes uh but by the same token you can't hold them back either because then you don't get enough shots with them
0: gotcha and then uh and then the last one you thought is has some play possibly is kind of an objective flex kind of defensive version of this group
2: that's right. I'm really interested in how uh, flexing with your projectives is going to work, especially in the new season. Uh, a lot of the easy-to-score uh, projective cards are going to be uh, rotated out right. as Season 5 starts. So we're going to see if something replaces temporary victory and hidden and purpose now from what it appears it doesn't seem like all those easy to score objectives will still be there but uh either way i think that this is a it's going to be a viable use and i'm going to be really interested in how it looks going forward
0: okay so so with these four different possible builds in mind we took a look at all the faction specific cards as we do, and we're going to take a look at them. Uh, Obviously, we always look for auto-includes. These are cards that are absolutely gonna be in any deck as long as you're playing this Warband, you're definitely gonna play it. And then um, we're gonna talk about some of the other ones, but only ones that we think would actually work in one of these decks. So we have uh, the Lost Pages deck, we have the the Brotech aggro, where the, the Mortex are doing the aggro, we have the cane and aggro, where your big guy's doing most of it. And then we have the objective uh, flex defensive version, maybe. All right? Um, so first of all, uh, and uh, so so Randall, we'll, we'll, we'll read what the card says, and then uh, we'll discuss. So uh, Randall, the one that we all decided was the only auto-include, that means it doesn't matter how you're playing these guys, you're going to put this card in there, was a Gruesome Certainty.
1: Gruesome certainty is a surge. Says score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action that resulted in a critical hit. And I believe you get one for that. Yes, one. One yes, glory.
0: one. All right. One
1: glory surge. There. Get a crit.
0: I think, yeah, you just have to get a crit and it has to land. Like, that's. It has happen to go through, once. we decided. Y- yeah, right. So if it has you to not defending this correct also rolls a crit since that is not a successful that, attack. Yeah, that, that does would
1: not be. count as a result in, in a critical pet. hit if they critically right. defend. Right. And the way that you
2: know this, and this, this was actually really good in the instruction booklet that came with Dire is that it gives you uh, a little table that tells you the results.
0: Yeah, like on is the last page. specifically
2: edge. a critical yeah. hit there. So yeah. you need to get a crit and the attack needs to be successful.
0: So it's a little dice dependent, of course, but, you know, unless you're playing Vassal and you're me, you're probably going to roll a crit at some point.
1: Yeah, well, they have ways to, you know, juice themselves up and then right. get more dice and all stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of
0: Absolutely. their guys
1: have three once they're inspired, three dice.
0: And, yeah, and there's a lot of re-roll stuff, too. So, yep. all right. So gruesome certainty it doesn't matter if you're playing these guys. You're going to be making attacks. You're going to roll crits occasionally. You're going to attack even if you're
1: eating. playing a, like a flex. You know you have to defend your yeah. your objectives too. So of course, it's and a, then of it's, course it's, in it's, both of the different aggro builds, it's right. definitely good. Like it's like of course, here.
0: it's kind of it. It's hard to tell when it's going to go off. Whereas other ones, you can kind of manufacture the exact moment it will go off, but but it's still likely to occur. It's still well, going to be decently reliable. Well, you can and, set it up um, with um, if you, you know, just
2: keep attacking. Technology. Eventually, you'll roll a crit.
0: Unless you're me playing Vassal. <laughs> All right, next uh, for the for the Lost Pages build. Uh, what did we like here for Lost Pages build? You said ranks unbroken by descent.
1: Yeah, ranks unbroken by descent is a one glory score in the end phase if three or more friendly Mortex are in one group in which each fighter is adjacent to one or more other fighters in that group. So a little bit. This like was Scrum, the a little, Yeah. Yeah. This like was run, but it's not I a didn't Surge. Really... And you only need three instead of four. And
0: Kanan can't be your guy because he has Mortex. to be a more tech. Right.
1: Yeah. So. So it, the reason Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the reason why I like
2: this is especially because in your first move with your Brotex, you're going to use that Brotex advance. You're going to get onto a couple of and it's going to make sure that uh, your team is together uh, to score that Ranks Unbroken, whether it's the first, second, or third round. Uh, and in the meantime, it lets Kanan run up and get all those titty counters uh, in order to get your team
0: inspired. All right. So, uh, And if you play the way that they actually play, it's a lot easier than if you play it the stupid way like I did. Okay, Um, the next one, Macabre Splendor. Uh, Just kidding. Macabre Splendor.
1: Macabre Splendor uh, is a hybrid. Score this in an end phase if each surviving friendly fighter is inspired or one or more surviving friendly fighters each have three or more upgrades. Yeah, this is also just a no-brainer. You put this... I'd say you put this in everything. Build. Yeah. But I mean yeah. yeah. Like because it's either one of those is gonna happen every game, I'd say. You know, you're either gonna Probably. juice up um Kanan or you're gonna get eventually get inspired. And it doesn't have to be it just says each surviving friendly. It doesn't say like three or more or something Right, like it could that. just be yeah, one yeah, of yeah, them. It could be one right. guy, yeah. So you're just gonna get That's that right. the game.
2: Yeah, and just having that flexibility, uh, we put it in the Lost Pages build, but unless you're running the BroTech Aggro, uh, you'll you'll almost have this in your team.
0: Mm. Okay, so those were the two that we thought were particularly good for the Lost Pages build. Um, I mean, they they might work in the other ones, too. But um, but for the Lost Pages, that kind of fits pretty well. All right, so now if we're doing Brotech aggro, that's where the Mortex are doing all the aggro, and Kanan is really just there to kind of clean up the mess after it's all done. You know, it's like Magneto said, in chess, the pawns go first. Mm. So uh, we have Pride of the Thorac Cast.
1: Pride of the Thorac Cast is a surge and it says score this immediately after an activation if 3 or more mortex are in enemy territory for one glory.
0: I mean you're just going to be advancing them anyway in that particular build yeah so with their
1: little sense. movement shenanigans they can do and you know if you're playing it in an aggressive fashion and, I and would you only have four would... mortex so
0: right I, we got 5
1: five, 5 sorry 5
0: because kent, kent accounts yeah. I, I i would just be worried about drawing this later in the game
2: yeah and you're right that's the one time that you do need to worry about it uh however on the flip side of it it's uh depending on the board that that you pick uh that can easily be a first activation surge glory
0: yes it can absolutely uh which is really nice all right another one that we liked for the bro aggro was walking mass grave
1: walking mass grave uh, says score this in the end phase if each surviving friendly fighter has one or more move and or charge tokens. So, so that's
0: a lot easier than I thought because if you do the the Mortec advance, they all get a move yeah. token, and, and the, then you just do something with Kanan. The, the Mortec
1: advance is similar to the way that the Sepulchral Guard works in that it gives people a move token when yes. they do the movement. um yeah, so you just move everyone with a little Mortech shuffle, and then you charge Kanan, and you got it. But it is right. in the end phase.
0: Sure, but I mean, like, but that's that's more likely to happen even than you know Ranks and Broken by Descent, because if you have Ranks and Broken by Descent, and somebody like kills the guy in the middle, you know, it, it, then it can be poo pooed. But once you put you know move tokens on stuff, they very rarely come off. So I think it's a but little... Yeah, unless
1: a little you hard. take it off by yourself, which you wouldn't do if you had this card in your hand.
0: Probably not. All right. Um, so that's those are two that we like specific with Brotech Aggro. That's if you're going with the Mortex in there. Now, if you're going with Kanan Aggro... We said we had two that we thought might be good if you're trying to really beef up Kanan and get him in there. One is Pride of the Emissarian Cast.
1: Okay, Pride of the Emissarian Cast is a surge, says score this immediately after an activation if your leader holds an enemy holds an, an objective in enemy territory for one glory. Oh. So it's basically a bold conquest except you don't have to charge. That's right. right and
2: it's it's also a really nice one to have uh it, it used to be extremely potent when swift capture was there so if swift capture gets rotated out uh it won't be quite as good but uh being able to walk up kanan uh cap a project right away and then you still have that range to attack of his so if anyone gets too close to him he's still going to be able to take a swing
0: Right, and and if you have that in your deck, you're gonna have to make sure that you are very savvy about your board selection and also your uh, objective placement. That's right. So, For
2: anyone that was playing Warlocks Crushes, uh, they're pretty familiar with capping uh, just a single objective in enemy territory. So it, with, it's the ra- with, with a movement of three, yeah, that's right. So it's it's a very uh, similar game plan there.
0: Sounds good. And and the other one we liked, uh, for, especially for the and Agro build, is Tithe Masters, or, or as you're going to call it, Titty Masters. So I might as well just get in there right now. Titi
1: Masters. Titty Masters. T- so tithe
0: Masters. S- tithe Masters. Yeah,
2: so so Tithe is how they say it in Quebec. I, I guess you guys being on the East Coast, you're, you're so close to the Francophones that that's how you pronounce
1: it too. But, no,
2: uh, Tithe the is rest the
0: way you the, pronounce that word.
2: No, the, the rest of the world, we say Titty. I
1: mean, come on, man. Okay. Anyway, this says surge score this immediately after you gain. Is, a second Is the rest or... of
0: the world in a strip club? <laughs> <laughs> it's tithe masters. I can see it. All right, go ahead.
1: Surge score this immediately after you gain a second or subsequent tithe counter in the same phase. Oh my god!
0: All right. So you so... get. So
1: if you get a, a, So now, what if you do something and you get two tithe counters at the same time?
2: Uh, you're still gaining a second tt counter uh, okay. at okay. that time, and okay. it's still in the same phase. Okay. So this is great if you're killing a four-wound fighter or if uh, the other team has a lot of little minions that you're able to go after. So one of my favorite times uh, that I scored it was when I ran up uh, Kanan with a sightseeing attack and took out uh, two skinks and uh once once you you get the taint of that skink off your skink it is really oh nice to goodness. have a lot of titty counters to i'm so glad through.
0: i'm so glad we asked you to be on this this is the, just such great such great podcasting Next okay one. um <laughs> all right um for the objective i'm sorry i'm sorry okay, but, no, so you
1: don't you don't like this one in the brotech aggro build you only like this one in the Kanan aggro build, you're saying?
0: I think it's stronger in the Kanan build, because the the ability to kill things, I think, is a little bit more heightened with him, like, a little bit more, like... I don't, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Derek. You know,
2: really what it comes down to, it's definitely a bubble card uh, for... It's almost on the bubble always because you're always going to be wanting to try and score those titty counters. Uh, however, uh, it takes a little a little bit more time uh, when your Brotex are going aggro. It's uh, it seems to be a lot easier when King's being your aggro,
0: right? Just because he he hits so much harder.
2: That's that's correct. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, it just yeah, it just takes him most of the time. It only, it only takes him one activation to actually kill somebody. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, later on as we, as we go on to the, the ploys, there are ploys that let you gain tithe counters, you know, in the action, yeah, in the, action, not the power directly. Phase. Yeah, Right, right. right. Not potentially. Directly, potentially gain them. Yeah, so, potentially. So, like, yeah. you could, for example, kill somebody and then play one of those cards where they get to choose, and if they give you the counters, then you would just score this right away. Because right. they score immediately it's not after uh, an activation or anything yeah which is cool I like I, I think this card's pretty good pretty cool okay
0: I mean it might be worth I mean any of these might be worth using in other versions we just think they're particularly strong in these particular versions uh for the objective flex defense we didn't really see anything that we hadn't already talked about as being particularly good but we thought you know ranks unbroken by descent is pretty good in that that case um and yeah and then maybe uh pride of the emissarian class might be good in that uh, that that style as well. Because- for
2: for that second one, it really depends how you're going to play Kanan. Uh, are yeah. you going to keep him back to protect your bros? Or are you going to run him up there? Uh, it's uh, it's really a pilot's choice at that point.
0: Okay. All right. So those are the objectives we thought. The faction-specific objectives we thought were good. Let's go to gambits. Um, Auto include. None. We don't, we don't, I don't think any of these cards are like you have to play them definitely. There's no obvious ones. And also, we, we, we noticed there isn't a card that just gives you a tithe counter. It's not just like give yourself one tithe counter for this card. Like everything has, it's interesting that they, they made sure that that mechanic had stipulations if you're going to use a card to do it.
2: So one of the really, really clutch points about that, uh, because if you've played Magor's Fiends or if you're playing the New Vampires or Kagra's Ravagers, uh, each of them do have a card that would automatically inspire one of your team. Uh, I think if they did have a Gambit in there that just says gain one titty counter or gain uh, a pair of titties, uh, then you you would find that it'd be just a little bit overpowered. It's... Gave the chance that you could inspire Mirkanen uh, right off, right at the first activation, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think would be uh, a good place for for this game to be in. So it's another comment on how well balanced uh, these guys are and how how much thought I think the design team. Uh, yeah, I think the design,
0: it. and I've been saying it this entire you know season, going over these. I think the design team like. You know, you guys wherever you are, you did a fabulous job getting the uh getting this this season as balanced as possible. Uh really, really good stuff. Um so that that said again. Um so no no auto includes necessarily. Um Lost Pages build, like you didn't have any faction specific ambits in that build.
2: Uh, that's correct, yeah. Uh everything I wanted was on the universal side.
0: Okay. Eh, it happens sometimes. Um, but So let's let's talk about the Brotech aggro. You had a lot of stuff here that you liked for the Brotech aggro. So again, this is the version where you're attacking with the Brotechs, with the Mortex. Um, we like Dire Ultimatum.
1: Okay, so Dire ul- Ultimatum is a ploy restricted to Kanan. It says, minus one dice from enemy fighters' attack actions to a minimum of one unless the attack action targets a friendly Kanan. This effect persists until an enemy fighter makes an attack action that targets a friendly Kanan until a friendly Kanan is out of action or until the end of the round. So basically what that says is you play this, and then until the end of the round, anybody who attacks a fighter other than Mir Kanan has minus one dice to their attack action to a minimum of one.
0: Talk about this one, Derek. How would you so, play this card?
2: So this is really great, especially as I explained, uh, running your Brotex up uh, to, to start off the game uh, because you'll have Mir back a bit and even if your opponent wants to get rid of this Gambit right off the bat, it means that they need to overextend one of their team uh, either through your Brotex or uh, just trying to get around them. And then at that point... Uh, because you uh, hawker especially uh he's able to take that big blade and just shove it where the sun don't shine on whoever f- whatever foolish uh miniature has gone so into hardcore. your area so
0: hardcore so it's so
2: hardcore all right and that yeah and so it uh it's a it's something that will definitely mess with your opponent's game plan no matter what that game plan happens to be
0: yeah, I know absolutely. And then oh right, and then like if they want to go and attack Kanan, that's fine, but now he's just like sitting in space in the middle of all your guys. So you got just easy target right there to like kind of swarm on. Um the, the amount
2: of cuddling and boating that occurs after that, uh, oh yeah, is jealous.
0: I'm I'm sure. Wait, wait, who? Occo broma? Who's that?
1: You don't know about Bro Rock O'Broma?
0: Bro Broma? Broma? Oh How about Joseph Broden?
1: Josh Broden?
0: Josh Broden?
1: Yeah, what about Bro Sidon, Lord of the Brosian? Or overseas, there's also Bros of Stalin. Yeah, it's real, true.
0: Oh, uh, I hate that guy. Oh my goodness. All right, where okay. are we at now?
1: What, what card are we on? Uh,
0: I don't know. I, I don't even know. I've completely lost the narrative thread. Um, exceptional efficiency. That's another one we like oh, for okay, okay. Agra.
1: Exceptional efficiency says, when you play this card, pick one opponent. That opponent picks one, com- or colon. You gain two tithe counters, or in the next activation, you can re-roll any number of dice in friendly Mortex attack roll. So this is one of those cards that we were saying. Your Nobody's going to give choice. you two tithe
0: counters. Yeah. Your opponent. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that.
1: What they're going to do, and oftentimes.
0: It's the re rolls.
1: Yeah, oftentimes it's fueled it, by well, fury. Well, uh,
0: effectively, it's fueled by fury because nobody's going to give you tithe counters.
1: True, true, true.
0: Especially earlier, especially well, early in the game. What
1: if you're? What if you're like already in spy Everybody's already spy. Yeah,
0: well, especially early in the game. Okay. I think I think it's I think it's more of an obvious choice in but, at the beginning yeah, of the De- game. Derek and, was saying that kind when of he was playing coin flip later.
1: When he was yeah, playing, that people would would oftentimes choose not giving him the tithe counters almost every time
2: yeah and, and this is actually what's funny about exception bro for efficiency uh they there are times when it actually would be better just to give the tithe counters because getting uh the bro text the extra attack uh, uh you lose you lose the piece uh so that you lose those titty counters anyway and now you've lost a guy. So sometimes it's uh, just worth it to to give that up. All so right. it's either either way, it's going to be a decision for your opponent. And the more decisions that he has to make, the more he is going to question uh, how well he's playing against you.
1: Yeah, this card is good that's because accurate. either option is really good for you. You know, the, that's right. Getting the re-roll yeah. is nice. Not only just to. You know, re rolls are always good, but then, you know, you the guys are pretty accurate when they're supporting each other and they do extra damage when when you roll the support. So you could theoretically re roll a hit into a support and have a more effective attack. All
0: right. Well let's move on to the next one. Methbrotical assault?
1: No, that doesn't make sense. We can't say that.
0: I don't know. I'm just no, trying no, to no. get in there I, there. I
1: thought that was perfect. That was good. Uh, you like stuff? that?
0: Okay. Well, I was thinking assault, that's as okay. bro Assault, but that doesn't sound as good. Methodical Assault <laughs> says, Reaction.
1: <laughs> after, this fire, after a friendly Mortex failed attack action, pick one opponent. That opponent picks one. You gain two Tithe counters, or that Mortex makes an attack action.
0: Nobody's going to give you two Tithe counters. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but then you get to... You just get, you
0: get to attack again. Again, you're, you're going to be
2: surprised. Because uh, a, a lot of times, do you want to give your opponent a pair of titty, or do you want to give them that extra attack where you're going to lose your guy and he gets a titty or two anyway?
0: He might miss. I don't know, it depends. Like Early in the game, exactly. I'm not giving you tithe counters. Later in the game, I might give you a tithe counter if you're already inspired and it doesn't matter.
1: Sure.
0: Or if it's the last activation of the game. Then I might do it. Because then it's like I don't care if you have the tithe counters, you can't use them for anything. Right? Yeah. But so but but for most of the game you're not gonna give them tithe counters. Like so, I would rather you try it again and and might and might you have a chance to miss. Then definitely inspiring your dudes. Anyway, it's tough. But it, it acts like like ceaseless attacks and like endless malice and You know, there's a lot of those like attack again cards. Um and uh depending on the timing of this card, uh it it, it's basically like one of those.
1: Now who would you now you use this one mostly on Hakor, right?
2: honestly you will use it as soon as you get a chance to. Okay. Uh because I you know the, the one thing that I don't like doing is keeping that card in your hand for a perfect chance as opposed to doing it when it's a good shot but you miss two or three good shots waiting for that perfect one that might not come so yeah. i'm i'm big on uh getting it out there sometimes i'm a little
1: premature on these things but, some
0: people uh, like to get their boners out there sometimes they're premature well, you want to just That's get it true. out there get a, a draw
1: a new card in the next round yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, the other thing is that you have to also have to remember that it's a twelve activation game, so it's like waiting for the perfect chance. Uh, you know, you the perfect, time, the yeah. opportunity for the perfect chance runs out really quick. So sometimes using it rather than losing it, which I hear is also true of boners. Mm-hmm. Um, very true. Very true. Not a good idea. Right. Exactly. Like you, you know, you put the card in your deck, use it. All right. Um as far as uh oh, we have one more. We have one more. Uh never falter. For the for the bro tech Act. Never
1: falter says plus one move to friendly Mortex. This effect persists until the end of the round. I wish uh, every I wish every faction had this.
0: Right. Does Kenta have it uh, Kenta has to be on the table for that?
1: Oh, this Kenta is does okay, hold on. to be on the table.
2: Uh, however, oh, yeah, one thing to sure. remember about this is that it does work with the bro tech advances, so when you're mm. using that reaction uh, all your little bros as they move up, also get that plus one move
0: nice, that's a lot for them, it really compounds yep. yeah. yeah, and there's and, no and like, action efficiency, that makes it really away, important yeah, yeah. alright, cool uh, Kane and aggro anything good for that?
2: No, there, there really isn't anything uh, uh, faction-specific that I was I, using for him on that one. I
0: mean, specific for that. I, I think, like, Methodical Assault, you'd probably still use in this case, and maybe even Exceptional Efficiency would use. No, King because no? No,
2: those only work for the Brotex. You can't use that on Mirkanum. Oh, they're, bro, they're that.
0: Brotech-specific? Uh, That's right. Oh, okay. Well, then I take that back. I didn't realize. Oh, because it's only in Mortex- uh, stuff and methodical assault is only in the text. i got you you would not absolutely okay um next one i'll edit that out um the the objective flexed defense style you said uh maybe uh, never yield
1: never yield and i have to check all okay so this is restricted to kenta deploy it says each time a friendly mortech is dealt damage you can discard one tithe counter if you do reduce that damage by one to a minimum of one and this effect persists until the end of the round so you play it okay. and then yeah. and you you pl- you first play it in a power phase and then when the things are dealt damage then you decide whether or not you want to spend the the tithe counters to reduce the damage
0: so probably you would play it as soon as you can in the well, round.
1: You, yeah you play it in the first time you're able to play cards well and actually what you can do that's really cheeky is
2: uh let's say your cannon gets a kill you get a titty or two and that inspires your team then you wait till the next power step to do it uh because once you're spending those titty counters uh you're not getting uninspired even though you're at less than three
0: because that right exactly so so just be careful about your token management which you should always be Okay, so that sure. is all the gambit. Well uh, actually
2: sorry. The the one other thing that I do wanna mention about this is that it's not just a one shot. Uh so you can you can keep using it uh throughout the round. Uh it's not just the first time that uh, you decide right. to right. uh stop a damage. You so have have it's added. sort of like uh Brotex before titties. You you need to make sure that you keep that in mind for your boys.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Very important. Um, Yeah, that's true. As long as you have counters to do it with.
1: Yeah, and and we said this is good in the defensive flex style because that protects you from... It protects your people. It's your guys on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. All right, let's move on to to upgrades. All right, upgrades. As far as auto-includes, we did have one. Uh, Hatred of the
1: Living. Hatred of the Living is an upgrade restricted to Amir Kynan, who says you can reroll one attack dice in this fighter's attack rolls for one range one and two attack actions. Reaction during an attack action that targets this fighter before the deal damage step. Reduce the damage characteristic of that attack by one to a minimum of one, and then discard this card. So it juices up your melee attack, and then if you want to, you can decide to discard it for a little bit of a defense
0: so but. it's actually a better awakened weapon than a we- awakened awakened weapon it's actually better
1: well it's restricted to to canaan though is the only sure which is who you want to have it on but anyway.
0: you want it on him anyway and then you could use it as a get get at a death free card
1: right and so, that, yeah but the, the problem good. with it is that um it's an upgrade so you know it's like your, it's, it's no information to your mm-hmm. opponent. No, with the defense yeah. thing. It's oh, yeah, the they would that, have to uh, rip, rip right, us or... that.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that was the best one. Yeah. Um, this one is, it... but it still messes up their calculus. Like, they have to put more right. it, resources it'll, into
1: it'll knocking it'll sometimes off. make it so that your opponent has to spend an extra activation attacking Mere Kanan.
0: Or, or an extra, you know, they have to put an upgrade on something. Yeah. Or they have to use a whatever, or like line you up uh, next to a lethal. They they have to do something more when that's on there. Plus, you're using it on offense.
2: That's right. It's, it's honestly so good that if, for whatever reason, there's a combo of cards and the designers decide that they need to take... uh uh, take these guys down a peg or two, this will be the first card to become Oh, well, you think so? Yeah. Oh, maybe. yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: And it also kind of forces your opponent to, you know, you can potentially get rid of the fact that he can re-roll the dice by attacking him. Which a lot of times you want them to do, depending on your positioning, because then it could leave right. them exposed. If they're just trying to hail Mary, kill the this upgrade off your guy Oh, it's true.
0: Yeah. All right. Um now Derek, for the lost pages build, we didn't have anything besides hatred of the living. That was the one that we had in there. That, that's right. Uh
2: really when you have all the lost pages in there, it starts to take up that real estate
0: really quick. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All, all right. Uh friends. but for Brotech aggro plenty of stuff there. Uh let's get going. Uh, we have ooh, jeez, a lot of stuff. Okay, um, we have uh, empowered nadrite.
1: Empowered nadrite is restricted to Karu, Kenta, Nohem, and Senha. So not the Great Sword guy because he doesn't have nadrite.
0: Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, um,
1: and it says that's plus pretty one, good. Plus one damage to this fighter's range one and range two nadrite attack actions, and plus one dice to this fighter's nadrite attack actions. That's so good.
0: That's really yeah, good. We have, it, you have plus then,
1: one dice and damage. And one yeah,
0: add... I mean, add a oh, but it has inspired to be. attack. I'm sorry, but... Add this, punching up.
1: But a nadrite attack action is only when you're supported, right? Or is it... Oh, no, it's not. It, no, it just it's says just using on the nadrite the weapon. weapon, weapon. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Whether no, or
0: not right. you get the plus one for the, sure, the nadrite support. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah. That, That's that's... Pretty Plus, good. yeah, no, I think you you can you can potentially pump up one of your little dinky dudes, a lot with yeah, the with right like three combination dice of
1: and, yeah, two damage, oh, yeah. three damage, yeah. Oh yeah. Who do you who do you like to put this on the most, Derek? I
2: I personally love to have it on uh, the man himself, Kenta, okay. uh, because now he's got a mm. range two, three hammer, three damage with cleave if he's inspired. Uh, it it makes for a really fun day, right?
0: Okay. But or you can put it on on hardcore also with the cleave exactly. if you, you cannot, have. You cannot do
2: we, oh, we just oh it's not hardcore. Sorry, you cannot do that. Yeah.
0: No, no, I know there was one guy you couldn't do it on. I forget which guy. Okay. It, it's
2: pretty damn flaccid when you make mistakes like that.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's that's totally something I would do during a game and be like, and then have somebody be like, "Oh, you can't use that card on that guy." That's 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 so Bernstein. And also remember um,
2: it is range one and two, so you can't do it on Nohim as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it's really yeah. So it's uh so it's really just budget- okay. I thought it had four guys on it.
1: Uh, it's, it's Karu, Kenta, Nohem, no Senha.
2: So technically so you could gone, do it on no he just him. doesn't have an attack that can use it.
0: Oh, so if he had like some sort of Wait a minute, because it has to be a Nadrite attack. It has to be a Nadrite thing. So So you could put it on him, but
1: it just does nothing.
0: It would do nothing. That's weird. They have that. Well,
1: you would actually. Oh, you you know what? You would get Um, the dice. Yeah, you'd get the dice, just not the damage.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, Okay,
1: that's not so bad. Interesting. All right. But you would never put it on him unless he's the last guy because you only get half the benefit of this amazing card.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, empowered Nadrite. We like that if you're doing Brotech Aggro. agro. Uh, unstoppable Juggernaut.
1: Unstoppable Unst- Juggernaut. Wait,
0: unstoppable Juggernaut.
1: Okay, great. Uh, this is restricted to a mortec, and it says plus one move, plus one wounds. Period.
0: Done. Ooh, good. Pump them up, make them faster.
1: Yeah, yeah faster, and they're, they're already stronger. pretty slow, and they have two health. So give it, make it, so yeah. you make a guy have move four wounds three. Which Lots is very significant.
2: Yeah, yeah, again you can throw it on Kenta. Uh now he's got that fourth wound. He's got that fourth movement. Uh you know, he he does
1: he becomes quite a decent fighter at that stage. Yeah, definitely with the two range, yeah.
0: Alright. Um let's see what else we got. Um we talked about maybe in the, so so we had a we had a few bubble cards we thought for this particular group so if you're planning on doing brotech agro just take a look at these see how they feel uh let's start with uh witchlight glimmer
1: all right witchlight glimmer is restricted to a more tech it says this fighter is inspired and cannot be uninspired and you can reroll one dice in the fighter's attack action
0: pretty good um why is that bubble just better stuff
2: it's it's bubble, but you're going to find that there's a lot of upgrades that do take uh, a lot of slots in there. So just mm. having to reroll, or do you want that extra damage? At the end of the day, it's a good card for it, uh, and likely you'll take it, but sometimes uh, it just doesn't make the cut.
0: Maybe it's one of those like like early next season cards that you put in until something better pops up.
2: That makes a lot of sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, because we always talk about this, you know, now we've been doing the podcast through season, you know, two, I think is when we started. Um, Yes. And then, and every time there's rotation, which has now been, this is like the third time, um, we've talked about how like, well, maybe this card is going to be good at the beginning of the season, because a lot of the old universals are going to be disappearing, and you're going to need something, and it's not like a bad card, it's just that other stuff outshines it um, with its witch-like glimmer. Um, and, and so, uh, it might be good at the beginning of the season, and then, and something will probably outshine it later on. And same, same for
1: charge, uh, yeah, which, yeah, charge. Discipline Charge. Yeah, Discipline Charge. Tell us about okay, that let me, one. Let me, let me, just read that one real quick before you talk about it. It says, uh, restricted to a mortec, you can reroll any number of dice in this fighter's attack rolls during that fighter's charge action. All right. Which, again, seems, seems like a really good card. However, there's probably better stuff you can do unless you have no other option. Like rotation just happened.
0: Right. The, 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 the line of where the bubble is shifts during the season as more universals pop up. Yeah. Um, so those might be good soon actually, because, you know, season, season five is going to probably drop. It looks like it's going to drop within the next month or so. um, so, yeah, so get those, get those, uh, get those on the docket. Um, let's see. Uh, we also talked about maybe Unnerving Synchrony. Wait, wait, Unnerving Synchrony.
1: Unnerving Synchrony is restricted to a mortec, and it says reaction after an adjacent friendly fighter's Mort... I'm sorry. After an adjacent friendly Mortech's attack action, other than a scything action, this fighter makes an attack action. So if so, you're adjacent to one of your own guys when you attack, then the other guy gets to attack afterwards. Yeah, so
0: kind
2: of like a different... so, reaction widow. And and I've given this a lot of thought, so this is where this might be interesting. Uh if you're running up with one of your Brotex and you bring Noheim with them using Brotech Advanced, uh that first Brotech, let's say Hawkor, uh, makes his swing, and then whether he hits or not you can use that reaction to get uh, a cheeky little pop shot uh, with Noki. Right. Right. All right. So that that would be a really good one for it. Uh, same idea if you're bringing up Kenta and then he gets uh, say a free a free attack uh, at range two. So there there's definitely some uses to it. It's uh, it's going to be. Uh, something that you'll want to think about uh, before you just pop that upgrade on someone, uh, figure out how you're going to use it. But right. there's definitely some some uses uh, that you'll be able to do there. Uh, really, with, with all these, because I mean, we, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six of these upgrades that would go into a BroTech Aggro, and, and that sort of goes into, this is a really good team right out of the box if you just want mm-hmm. to use the Faction cards. Uh, yeah. If you oh, want to play this way, yeah, so uh, especially if if you're a new player, you you want a bit of a challenge, but you want to have a lot of fun. Uh, this will this will definitely make for some very entertaining games, especially for your first couple games here.
1: Yeah, I remember when I first when this team first came out, and I was just screwing around with building a deck on Underworld's DB. I was my, the, my first draft of the deck ended up having like thirteen in-faction cards and that was before yeah. i played with all of them but they all sounded great and you know needed needed to be tested but yeah i mean i think definitely just buy, if you if you're playing vanguard or you're playing just like play straight out of the box this team is excellent for that
0: yeah yeah all right agreed um for the Kanan aggro build we have one more uh possible upgrade factor specific called aura of shayish
1: okay let me go up to a Aura of Shaiish.
0: I mean, boners go up the A all the time.
1: Yeah. Let's... Plus let's one, <laughs> minus one dice from adjacent enemy fighters attack actions to a minimum of one. And this isn't even restricted to anybody. It has a picture of Kanan on it, but it's not restricted. So it's minus mm-hmm. one dice from adjacent enemy fighters attack actions to a minimum of one.
2: Now yeah, that... so one of the yeah, one of the ahead. nice parts about this, uh often you're going to see uh your opponents going after Kanan, but even if they are just beside Kanan, you've got a big scrum forming uh with a bunch of models, and they're going after uh one of your little Brotex, uh the Aura still comes by them and Kanan just stands there and, and says, Shush. It's the aura of
0: shush. Great. Sure. Uh does doesn't work against a snarl fang attack though.
1: No, it doesn't, uh, just because yeah. you you can't modify those dice, Right. Yeah, it all doesn't right. work against things that can't be modified, and doesn't work against range 2 or 3, which right. there are a lot of in the game now.
0: Right. But there are, of course, some warbands where all they have is range 1. Sure. You know, like, and, you know, the Banshees are like that, uh, you know, Magors is like that, there's a few other ones um okay and then uh for the objective flex defense version um we don't think that there's anything new but we do think empowered right and unstoppable juggernaut would probably be good for both of them more wounds you know would always be good um you know more a little bit more damage and dice to like get get guys off of you um but but there you go all right so so lots of good stuff in there Take a look at them. try stuff out. uh let's go to card awards for this stuff. uh hunting aspect award the danglebro specific shitty card uh this is gonna go to uh go to never sleep
1: okay, never sleep. I don't think we talked about that one. We that one is restricted to Kenta. And it says, when you play this, discard two tithe counters. When you do so, friendly Mortex adjacent to one or more friendly Mortex have plus one defense, and this per- persists until the end of the round.
0: Uh, that's really very high cost. It's a lot of conditions, and, yeah, lot of conditions yeah.
1: and it restricts your movement a little bit, unless you're already like set up where you want to be for the whole rest of the yeah. round. Yeah.
0: And, and Kenta has to be on the table. Yeah. And, you know, when you use it, your opponent if they're savvy because i think you have it says you have to do it for the next activation
1: it says uh when you do so friendly vortex it persists till the end yeah it persists yeah
0: oh okay so they could just attack guys that where the situation doesn't arise
1: right well you have to yeah that's why we're saying it's a it's tough to set up
0: yeah exactly well that's why that's why it gets the hunting aspect to work
1: after that yeah
0: yeah all right. Um, the, the Aggressive Defense Award goes to the most confusing cards in the set. We, we think the Kane and Kenta thing about the Bone Tides and like when you get them um, is, was, was confusing. So there was the a lot of talk thing. about like how does that go? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. And even at the first Vassal Clash, uh, they, they had to have a discussion just to clarify that for everybody. Mm. Uh, so that's that's one of the big reasons why I always try to mention that right off the bat when we're chatting about this team.
0: Gotcha. All right, so there you go. Um, of course, we have to do the unintentionally sexual card name award, and we we got a few we got a few winners here. So of course we have t- tithe masters or titty masters, as you like to call it? Um, we nominated ceaseless advance, uh, methodical assault, never sleep. Of course, uh, Discipline charge. Uh, unstoppable ju- Juggernaut and and Derek, you had a weird one.
2: Yeah, actually, I, I'd like in honor of my college ex girlfriend and her horrifying soul traps.
0: All right, I'm I'm going to go for that. I think I think horrifying soul traps gets it this time around because you, uh,
2: you know what? Especially if we have an episode called Cuddle Boners, we need right. to make sure that the ladies are mentioned at least once.
0: Absolutely, very important. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm going with that one. Uh, the Grawl Award. What's, what's, Derek, what's your favorite thing about this warband?
2: The, the
0: big thing is the
2: overall design. Uh, it's very balanced. You can make a Voltron build. Uh, you can do a lot of different things with it, but it's not oppressive. Uh, it's not like when Molog first came out and everybody just said, oh, stupid troll. I hate playing against them. Uh, this is going to be something that, that it's going to be a great team. If you're a good pilot, you're going to have a lot of success, but it's not going to have that same uh, uh, black, bad player experience that Molog had and to a lesser degree, Rothorn had. Uh, this will yeah. this will make for a lot of very fun, very entertaining games.
0: Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I think the Grawl Award is going to go to the fact that, you know, we had the Sepulchral Guard for so long, and then, like, there weren't really, nothing really came back that was kind of very sepulchral guardy. And then these guys came in, and they're, they're actually kind of better. They play a little bit better, and I think that they kind of take that kind of mantle from them. And I think it, it needed to happen. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Uh, Randall, what's your favorite thing about this one? I
1: like the fact that it, you're you, when you play the, the certain ploys, you give your opponent, like, a choice. I just think that's really cool. And it means that a lot of your games, you know, you have a card. Sometimes you have a card and it does the same thing every game. And that's nice. But then some, you play this warband and, you know, your opponent gets to, to choose what happens when you play a card, which may right. surprise it's like, you. And it has good replay it's like a, value. It's like, like the
0: Sophie's choice of, it's like a Senha's choice. Yeah. Gotcha. All I, right, I cool. Like, I,
1: that's my favorite part of, the, you know, individual aspect of this warband. I think and, we need and more so that's, we need more cards like that I think.
0: Really? Where where Even it's like two points. things which one feels better to you? Okay. Well,
1: the, yeah, you get two choices and your opponent makes it but they're both bad for them.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Um Is I I cool I design, have a feeling like. unless no, no I understand that. It's just that like in order for the cards cuz I think that these two cards are written in a way the ones that we talked about earlier that have that I think that they're written in a way that like they actually are interesting and fun to play, and could because both of them are actually good things. So as long as they're written in a way where it's like they're two things that that you would want, um, then that, then I'm on board with that. But once one of those things is like yeah. obviously not as good as the other, then it's like why is it there? So so the, the the writers of the cards, whoever's doing the development of the game, as long as they put in two things that are like equally good, or 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 both they both happen to be good in different like situations then I'm I'm on board with your suggestion. So it w- it would take some really good writing. Yep. All right. So that's so that's our Grawl awards favorite stuff. Uh but of course we also have to have the didn't even want it a word. What's the single worst thing about this warband? Uh so Derek, you start us off.
2: Noheem, who is the celebrity of not just uh this team but also of the entire Ostrich Bone Raper's line, uh, he is the only model that has a bow. And yeah. I thought it was really cool right off the bat. Uh, however, me being uh, the lazy person that I am, I left my models out one day and my new puppy, uh, I guess I guess these guys look just too much like a tasty bone.
0: Uh, yeah, everybody, has a, everybody has a COVID puppy now it's
2: true yeah. and, and i really yeah. do and she she has kept me sane for a whole lot of time uh but she decided that she had to take one and she didn't take you know senha or karu or any of them that would be replaceable Probably survive she, it yeah she didn't even take uh Kanan. uh that would at least give me an excuse to sort of buy one of the high-end uh ostrich models and convert them no decides to take Noheem. And there's no other bow and arrow guy in the mm. entire line. So I've got to figure out what to do. I, uh, what was funny, though, after I, I sort of put the word out, I do want to uh, give a shout out to Jesse from my playgroup. Uh, his girlfriend plays Ostrich Bone Rapers uh, in Age of Sigmar. And uh, she, she was going to use this team, but then said, hey, you know what, I can actually convert him into that. And uh he tossed me as Nohim. So uh it was annoying for a couple weeks, but thanks to the greatest community in Shadespire, uh <laughs> I've able to get back to even here.
0: Definitely better than ours. Um, okay. Sounds good. Uh I, I my didn't even want it a word goes to the fact that just like COVID totally put the deep six on S4. And even though it's great and like we didn't get to like enjoy it. And this is like one of those warbands that I think would just be amazing to watch during a GT and just to see how people are playing it. Um, so there's that. But uh, another thing I really don't like about how, about this warband is that literally everybody's doing a Skeletor p- uh, paint job. And it's like, enough, guys, we get it. Like Skeletor, they're skeletons. Okay, let's l- move on. Move on. Randall?
1: I mean, I, I, I people might not want to hear this, but I think this faction is dumb, uh, Ossiark Bone Reapers. I just think they're real. I, I I don't like them very much, even though I love you know undead as a faction. I think the oh, way they ended. up. You don't up,
0: like the warband?
1: I don't like. I, I don't like the whole faction, Ossiark Bone Reapers. I think they're just. Oh, oh so I like think they're kind of they stupid. A... They're kind of like okay. Uh,
0: just to be clear, you like this warband for for underworlds? Yeah. You just don't like the whole pastiche of Aussie Arcs.
1: Yeah. I now, think they you look like the like old school kings. Uh yeah, I mean Would... that had more of like an Egypt theme to it and Uh I I just think these guys look like Disney cartoon villains that are just dumb. I I don't like them.
0: They they kind of their strike models me kind of
1: stupid the forearm guys. The the big forearm guys look stupid. Their characters all look really dumb, except for Katakros. And uh, yeah, they just look like cartoon characters.
0: They look a little bit like the villains from like a Scooby Doo episode. Yes, where like you're gonna take their head off, and it's like some old guy who owns the the amusement the park or something. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, um, so so okay, a little weird looking, but a good warband, fun to play, certainly. Um, I think they fit in really well in the season. And um there you go. All right. Uh so we we're coming to our next segment called Whip Out Your Deck. Whip out your 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 deck there. Uh Derek, uh let's talk first about the Lost Pages deck. This is the one that I was using. Um where is it? Where is it? It's not this one. That one. Okay. So let's see. Um Derek, I'm just going to kind of mention what you had, and of course, we're going to we're going to link these to the to the episode description. Anybody interested in trying these guys out, you can go head over there and and get some the bones of a good deck. Oh man, it's just terrible. All right, so um, so we have for for the for the season four. This is only good for like a couple more weeks, but I don't know. You might have some fun. Uh, we have uh, frantic exchange. Hidden Purpose, Scrum. Then we have uh, Gruesome Certainty, Macabre Splendor, Ranks and Broken by Descent. Dominant Position. Everything to Prove. That's the one where if you don't have the Primacy token, you score something? That's correct. Hunger for Power. Which one is that? Oh, it's the one where the the wizard uh, has you, a lot of upgrades on them. You have a wizard
2: with two upgrades, yeah.
0: Right, gotcha. That's easy. Okay, uh, intimidating display, of course, because you got the the big guy with a lot of wounds. So unless you're going up against Malog, you're you're in good shape. Uh, silver lining. You like that one?
2: Oh, I like it because I had a duel of wits and a natural uh. truce. And quite okay. often, uh, you also don't need to put on the upgrades right away if they're lost pages. You can wait till the end of the round. So right. quite often, you're you're stacking up your hand, and it turns out you have four upgrades.
0: And it's like once they know that you're doing lost pages, like they know what's in your hand. That was right. like okay, gotcha. And of course, path to victory, because uh, you got a lot of guys to stand on stuff. All right, your gambits, faction specific lists. You like Glorious Triumph, helps you with that dominant position, I'm sure, and path to victory, I'm sure. Um, you have a natural truce, you had duel of wits, as you said. Uh victimize. Plus one. Yeah, dice victimize
2: and determined effort are put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh because getting that extra dice on Kanan often mm-hmm. results in an extra kill. Uh yeah. so it that that two smash isn't as accurate as you'd like it to be. And so in yeah. the first round, you throw a victimized, you throw a determined effort in there. He's now got a three smash attack, and he gets a kill and a couple titties right away.
0: Right. Um, and then you have some motion, you have distraction, which by the way, I've, I haven't seen as much as I, I, I used to. I feel like there's been a lot more stuff and people are kind of like not really gravitating toward distraction, even though it's amazing. Um, sidestep and Heated Instinct are all just moving guys around. And then you have spirit comb and healing potion because of course if you're going to be putting, uh, you know, lost pages on on Canaan, you want to keep him alive.
1: Got to make sure he doesn't and those, die.
0: And those will do it. Yeah. Um. And it, and it's healed. Spirit comb is healed too. If that fighter has uh three more upgrades, which you're going to try to do. Um, and then, of course, for the upgrades, you have the the, the Lost Pages suite, which is Yara's Instant Shield, Jara's Spirited Sphere, Heela's Choking Coil, and also the Scattered Tome. Uh, you had Strength of Terror as a Restricted.
2: Yeah, once again, having that uh, extra attack dice uh, yeah. just always makes such a difference. If I didn't have that in there, I would put in Deserve Confidence. Uh, So Mm. it was really uh, a choice between the two of them, and in the end, I decided that I wanted to be able to get kills with them.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Hatred of the Living, of course. Uh, Glory Seeker, Great Fortitude, Great Strength, of course. Uh, And then Savage Soldier.
2: I love Savage Soldier for any sort of Voltron build. Yeah. Uh, having the plus one dice for the range one attack actions at two upgrades is awesome. But when you get four upgrades uh, and you have cleave and snare on the soul reaper axe,
0: he, didn't, uh, he, he, didn't he miss. just becomes so sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And let me tell you something. If you think about that savage soldier. Uh, oh, it's only, f- it's only range one attack actions though. So you can only use it on the scything attack. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say it's better than strength of terror, but it's actually not because it's just range one okay all right anyway, so there it is and if you guys are interested in trying that one out uh for the next like you know couple of weeks before rotation occurs, we got that one. <clears throat> the other one we're gonna have is your like canaan centric aggro build and um and here it is, okay, and this one is rotation proof right yes, it is okay. But not Vanguard.
2: No, uh, no, it has still it has stuff from the
0: essentials, right? Okay, yeah. so we have uh, gruesome certainty, which is the critical hit one. Uh, Macabre splendor, which is the everybody's inspired or somebody has three upgrades. Uh, Pride of the emissary in class, which is your leader uh, bold conquests, uh, or just like stands on something. Uh, Ranks unbroken by descent, or the one of the Mortex, are all together. You still use that one, even though it's uh it's it's like Canaan centered.
2: Yeah, because you just throw your Brotex in the back and okay. uh so, Oh so
0: you just invert the playing field, I gotcha. Yeah, because
2: okay. they're unbroken uh oh, in the
0: back God, there. Lord. Okay. D- uh, dominant position. Uh everything to broove uh Hunger stuff. for Brower uh Intimidating Brosplay uh Martial Mage Bro uh savage exemplar, exempl- uh surge of greshbroian and oh, sir, path to bro- What's that? What was it?
2: Surge of progression.
0: Progression and then path to bro victory. Okay. So we got all those. Um as far as your gambits go, we have uh heated instinct of course, living land.
2: Living land I honestly find so useful in so many times Uh, it either gets rid of uh, one of your opponent's uh, objective scoring. It can move uh, an objective for yourself. So you're able to get that dominant position or path to victory. Uh, Dominant
0: position with ranks unbroken by descent. Yeah. It it just has so
2: much utility there.
0: Gotcha. Um, Outrun death, which of course is really good. Those it's just, it's, it, it it's like a like a it's such a good mobility card. Um and and it persists for like a while. So if you ever get to make like two two moves or something like that, it's it still works. Yeah, there um, there isn't
2: anything in here that will let him take uh the two moves, but uh it does make him a quarry. So if you get the uh, token, uh you're able to score everything to oh, prove. Everything because proved. you will also gotcha. score it if you get primacy and you have a
0: quarry. Gotcha. Gotcha uh spirit comb again keeping him alive uh commanding stride very good with this guy oh yeah i used to use commanding stride with monologue all the time like i'm like that that's that's a good one daylight robbery
2: i i love it just uh, you, don't, you it don't, don't
0: like when you don't like it when your opponents hate you i mean like yeah, you don't, yeah, you
2: you, know you, what, you don't like it. You don't want your opponents
0: to like you. Yeah, I guess not. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Determined effort. You said duel of wits, of course. Healing potion, of course, and sidestep. All right. Uh, For the for the upgrades, you have hatred of the living. Impressive bulk. I mean, it it takes the move down, but you have a lot of stuff to move around anyway.
2: That's right. There, there's a lot of pushes in this. Yeah. And, uh, and again, it's another core card.
0: I mean, I mean, it's great to be able to push when you have a bunch of boners. Um, primal lunge, which people are like just like salivating over now, apparently. After an activation, yeah. discard the Primacy token. If you do, the Fighter makes a move action. or That, that
2: action. one probably should get restricted pretty quick. Here. Yeah, probably.
0: All right, we got Savage Soldier again. scavenge Armor, which is, I think, really good, but also decently balanced. I don't think it's restricted. They, they, they didn't restrict it, did they? No, Not yet, no. No, I, okay. don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to. It's strong, but I don't think it's oppressive. Yeah. Um, soundless Step...
2: Yeah, so Soundless Step and Duelist Speed. Oh, and, and Duelist I'll Speed together. Those, uh, together. So one thing uh, to mention about oh. this, Duelist Speed gives you, uh, after a fighter's attack action,
0: but oh. not during the super
2: action, push this fighter one step. And then Soundless Step is a reaction yeah. after this fighter's after activation. After the activation. That's right. So you can do a swing uh, with Kanan, reaction push him after the attack action reaction push him after the activation so he effectively has a double
0: push that's gorgeous gorgeous all right cool and then you have um and and also with the range too and that damage like that is just woo. and then we have a glory seeker great fortitude great strength because why wouldn't we that's very strong and and also rotation proof so uh, everybody can take a look at that if these guys like if you like this um, matchups. So so when you've been playing these guys, because I, I've played them against certain things that I think that they're pretty good against and certain things I don't think they're good against. Um, wh- what do you like if you see something across the table? What do you think you can handle with with these re- with these uh, these Reapers?
2: So the two things that i actually really like uh first any of the other dark war bands because for the most part they're they're all flex uh, none of them mm-hmm. are straight aggro or none of them are straight objectives uh anything that's trying to do two things at once uh i i personally think that uh, these guys will do a, a great job countering it the other thing surprisingly that i like to see is those big elite war bands so the Crushas, the nurgles the Magors. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which surprises a lot of people, but the thing is is that uh, what what people aren't expecting is that it still just takes uh, two good attacks from Kanan to take them out, uh, and once you have that, you have two titty counters. You can, if you need to, make sure that you bring up uh, your Brotex to support Kanan, and you'll find that he's getting inspired and killing off your opponent far quicker than he's able to kill you.
0: All right so so those guys are actually surprisingly not as bad as they look mm-hmm. uh in, in the matchup um as far as war bands you do not want to see across the table i i'm going to throw down uh jimmy malini's god sworn hunt because i played him in in the Vassal league and he was just assassinating me with those things because yes. when, when you're when you're playing kanan like you want kanan to stay on the table when you're playing god when jimmy's playing godsworn he doesn't care what happens to any of those guys like if they hit if they die it doesn't matter cuz he's just like playing them like bullets and he's got so much stacking stuff in there anyway just saying his his godsworn is just was a terrible matchup Absolutely That's right. Very very
2: speedy aggro is yeah. definitely going to be an issue if they're just gonna go uh, take a look at Kane and, and go straight through him. So in that case, uh, do be careful about it. Uh, make sure that you keep them a little bit back so that you are able to tool them up and I be did, able it to survive a few
0: of them. Yeah, I it did. It didn't matter. He got. <laughs> yeah, it um, I I, I stood him behind the wall. You know that thing you do where yeah. you take the 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 old arena mortis board with like the, the little wall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And I, I i like offset the boards and put him behind the wall. Didn't matter. He got it. Jimmy got to him anyway, didn't Alright. Um I think that anything that has super accurate two damage attacks that can just like pick your text off is like a bad you know thing. Like uh I think the creepers are terrible just because they're creepers and they're crazy. Um and then, uh, I think things with, uh, things with scything because your your are are going to bunch up.
2: Yeah. Surprisingly, I don't have as tough a time with creepers. There, there are some great creeper players out there, uh, that will definitely make sure that you have a bad day. But, uh, one of the things that I like is that caning can one shot, uh, pretty well, all of them, mm. uh, yeah, as soon true. as he gets going. Uh, so it's, they're, they're not as bad, but, uh, they're, you know, Creepers are just very powerful and I think they're going to be a, a, a tough match no matter what.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh, how about board placement? Um, how, how, how do you like to, to place your boards with these guys?
2: You know what, just like with everything, it's so pilot's choice, it's so flex. If you're playing against someone uh, that's going straight aggro, you need to do the hallway. If uh, they're playing objectives, you need to make sure that you're open so that you can get in there. Uh, it's... It's all going to matter of how well you know your opponent and uh, how well they know what you're doing and Mm -hmm. do whatever board and whatever placement is going to suit your game. And more than suit your game is going to disrupt their game.
0: Right. Okay. So, yeah, so just read your opponent, what do they look like they're about to do, and then plan accordingly. All right. Cool. I I think we really got the got through the uh the the faction we got through the war bands and like how to play them i think it's great now uh randall and i were talking about this and we've been doing those um supplemental episodes because we thought we had a lot of time um but it looks like season five is, is is kind of upon us soon they've already shown what is that a cruel boy orc or something like that that's coming out soon did you guys see that, I actually, can we that it's like I, I actually have
2: to bail on you guys
0: bail completely
2: uh yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm getting the uh You're i'm getting, I'm getting, getting the lies yeah okay I, can, can, can you, we you have what, I, sorry go for ahead
0: like can we just have you for like 10 more minutes so that we can at least get the uh the the other one the um the key to salvation in
2: Sure. Why, why don't we do that? And then I'll let you then, guys do the universe. Okay. Then we can do the
0: universals together. Okay. Yeah. So let's do that.
2: All right. Awesome. Thanks guys. Cool.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, okay. So, Randall, you cool with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Ready? Um, I'll just wait 10 seconds and then we'll do that. All right, Derek. Hey man, i I, I think we uh, I think we covered the entire warband. I think we got the whole faction in there. Thanks for, you know, all of your uh, expertise here. Um, but of course, as is tradition at the uh, Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast, uh, we do the keys to salvation. And if uh, if we have a guest, we we typically have the guest do it. So, Derek, uh, what's your key to salvation this this uh, episode?
2: So the big things I'd like to tell everybody uh, now that we're getting out of COVID, uh, depending what the situation is like in your world, you might be able to start playing in person again. Uh, I know I've been playing online quite a bit over the pandemic, but nothing, nothing beats actually getting together uh, with with your local team and getting in a few games. Now. What I'm going to suggest is that uh, make sure you get a post-COVID event going. Uh, Matt Penner in our meta has been great about getting our return to Shadespire event. Uh, Dave Lancaster up in Edmonton has been doing an awesome job uh, galvanating that community. We're seeing it uh, just really across the cities. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to shout have... out Chris oh.
0: Spark, by the way. I'm going to shout out Chris Spark, by the way, in, uh, in Connecticut.
2: And so, so you know what? If if someone's organizing uh, a post-COVID event, uh, take the time, go out and do it. Wear a mask if you need to. Uh, socially distance if you have to. Whatever makes you need you feel to, you have to. But make, make sure that you're supporting that. And if no one's doing it, then it's got to be you. Uh, yeah, so it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to be the professor uh, to all of your little proteges and have a professional time at your event
0: bro bro yeah sometimes you have to be the change you want to see in the world owner no, great okay <laughs> on that note i think we definitely did it um so i i appreciate the uh the full traquarian guide to cuddle boners derek thanks as always for being on uh would you like to crack another can I don't know if you have another one lying around.
2: No, you know what? I, I've been subtle about uh, downing all these really quick, so I'm I'm getting into the tequila now, bro.
0: Gotcha, no doubt. Oh man. Well, it's serious. Cheers. Um, cheers. Yes. All right. So that sounds good. Hey. Uh. So. So yeah, Derek. Thanks for coming on. We 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 love you, and and we're we're glad to have you. Um. Cheers, so. Uh, a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Randall, did we do it? We sure did. I think we did it. All right. So cool. So for for Battle for Salvation, uh, this is Max Bernstein. This is Randall. And, and and we'll we'll see you next time.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Awesome. Hey, thanks
2: for having me on, guys.
0: Cool. Yeah, right. uh, everything all right, or are you just like? Yes. Oh, no, cool?
2: everything's everything's great. Uh, like I said, we're we we head out uh, to Tofino, BC, on the west coast tomorrow and oh, okay. uh, still still have a whole bunch of stuff to do so
0: i got you, uh, I got you. well I, hey then, then I, I thanks for of, taking time man
2: yeah the the two and a half hours was a little bit longer than i told her and i i said i'd help out with some stuff so
0: gotcha absolutely all right hey yeah man do do, do, do that we're glad we got it in because um yeah I, I didn't really want it personally like for me i just didn't want to wait like another week and a half to like do this episode all right so i'm I'm gonna take it yeah i'm gonna edit it up chop it up and i'm hoping to have it drop by monday okay
2: looking forward to it
0: all right thanks Derek. all right and um what do you think randall do you want to have you had enough and do you want to do this like another time or do you want to do Uh, it's up to you just knock it out now um I mean I kind of feel like I've been doing it for a long time right, and I'm not going to be yeah, sharp. Ele- oh shit, it's 11th. I didn't realize it was 11th. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Let's, let's, let's I just get don't get think I'm going to be that sharp. Right. So um can you just uh just you know render the the thing and send it to me and Absolutely, then maybe like dude. and then maybe like next week uh, you know honestly like Monday? a good day for me would be like yeah, Monday actually Monday evening would be a good one and then I'll just I'll I'll release it the next week. And then I talked to Zach Newcomb down in Atlanta about doing the Soul Raid because he was playing Soul Raid a lot. So yeah. um, we'll do that maybe the and week afterwards. And then let's get that going and then, as soon as possible. Yeah, as soon as possible because I just want to be done before the you know the, the the new season drops. And to be honest with you, we still have to talk about the Essentials pack, and we still have to talk about the Reina Mortis cards. We got So yeah, there's still yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah, to do. Yeah, and then do we never did the Creepers, and we never did the Castigators.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it's still a lot of stuff to do, but I mean, like we're we're starting to we're getting closer. I'd rather but so. Let, how sh-
1: about this, right? Whatever we get done before the new season comes out is whatever. But if we don't get to the stupid castigators, then I don't really care. We I, well, I'd we can just we
0: could just do them. We can do them later.
1: What I would la- you know, like when, when what my need something to do. My goal or my aspiration or whatever is once the new season comes out, we make an episode within one or two days of the. New shit coming yeah.
0: out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I already have people who want to do that. Matt Penner uh, from Set the Tempo wanted to do um, the new if because he thinks that there's going to be a Stormcast Warband in the in the new box for some reason. Huh. And he said what that an idiot? That's what happens, Why would he, he think that? Because <laughs> they do it a lot. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so uh, so he said he was down for that. But I but I but we have Zach Newcomb to do Soul Raid. Um, and so, and I, I just talked to him today and I said like, we're going to probably try to do that in like a couple of weeks. So maybe the week of the, uh, the 12th after the, uh, after the tournament. Sure. Okay, cool. So, so send me that thing. I'm going to try to cut it up this week and then we'll do the, uh, supplemental on Monday and then I'll try to drop that by next, by the week after that. Then we'll do the, um, the soul rate episode hopefully and, and i think that if we can do the thing with zach where we do the entire thing plus the universals like let's just get that in
1: okay yeah i i heard you
0: all right sounds good all right cool man um so i'll oh, i forgot i'll to, talk to you i
1: forgot to hit stop recording